gather this day to acknowledge a threshold moment, a thin place between what's been and what's to be, between what's been studied, learned, and accomplished, and all the more there is to study and learn and do. It is so very good to mark growth and celebration, and then so very good as well to celebrate having further to grow, to note a mile marker on the longer way, and to take joy both in the distance traveled and the distance yet ahead. Bless this liminal time and space and those who stand in thresholds looking back and looking ahead. May it be with a sense of both gratitude and anticipation. May it be with an awareness of how we grow our whole life long and with our whole purpose, our minds, bodies, spirits, and emotions. And may it be with a profound sense of what it means to place our way within the way of Jesus. Please join us in this call to worship by responding with, We will celebrate this day. We have come out of the darkness. We We will celebrate this day. We rejoice in this gathering of brothers and sisters in Christ, wherever you may be. We will celebrate this day. We give thanks for God for his never-ending faithfulness. We will celebrate this day. We praise God for the beauty and wonder of each new day. We will celebrate this day. We praise God for this hour of worship. We will celebrate this day. Let us worship God. Let's sing together, Joy to the World.
us pray. Lord of our class of 2020 graduates, we pray for them today and we lift them before you. We thank you for these we love and for the work you are continuing to do in their lives. They are a gift to us and many others. During this season of new beginnings, we ask that you would make their way clear. We ask that you would keep their footsteps firm and remind them that you are with them always. May they sense the freshness of your spirit over their lives in amazing ways. May they be strengthened, instilled with hope for the new roads you have in store. Today we release our children straight into your tender care because we know that's the best place they could ever be. We thank you in advance for all that you have in store for this day, for this year, for their lives. We pray your protection would surround their lives in their coming and in their going as like a shield. We ask that you would help them to live aware in a dark world and keep harm or evil intent far away. We ask you to hide them in the safety of your powerful presence. Our world is currently anxious, fearful, and uncertain. We pray our graduates are filled with your calm, your courage, your strength, that they may be a light to their family, their friends, their neighbors in this uncertain time. Loving God of our RGPC graduates, we ask for your wisdom and clear direction over their lives. Please give them understanding beyond their years. We pray you would direct their steps, that your plans for them would prosper, that every place you have determined for them to walk would be paved clear. We ask for you to open doors that need to be opened and to close every door that should be shut tight. Allow every gift and treasure you have placed inside their lives to grow, develop, to flourish, to bring you glory. God of the loving heart, we ask that you would remind them every day how very much you love them, that they would find security and confidence fully in you, knowing that you are trustworthy and true. We ask you teach them your ways, to fill them with an unquenchable desire to learn your word. Give them a compassionate spirit and the wisdom to look beyond outward appearances to the heart within. We pray that you would surround them with educators, teachers, mentors, and leaders who would challenge them and press them closer to you. God of blessing, we ask for your peace to cover them. We ask for laughter and joy to fill their days. We pray that you would give them boldness and courage to face challenges set before them with the confidence and peace that you can only bring them. We ask that you would raise up greatness in their lives, greatness in this generation, willing to stand strong and true, passionate for you, believing that you have designed them for purpose and good works, which you have planned and prepared in advance for each one of them to do. Be a lamp for their feet and a light to their path. Shine over them. Fill them with your spirit. Bless them with your favor and peace. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Times like this, when we are celebrating the promise of the future, it's a wonderful reminder to us that even in these days of uncertainty, there are things that we can count on, and that is the church and the body of Christ. And we are grateful for all those who continue to contribute to the ministry of this place and also to other ministries that help ensure the future of others. So we have now come to our time and place in this moment of worship to give our thanks to God and to praise him through the gifts of our tithes and our offerings. So now let us give back to God all that he has given to us. Let us pray. God of the giving heart, there are no words to properly say thank you for all of the many good gifts you give to each one of us. So in turn, we give back to you a portion of our lives and our labors. May these gifts strengthen your church and bless those who are in need. May these gifts bring you honor and glory for all of your goodness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
A reading from the Old Testament and King Solomon's words of wisdom from the book of Ecclesiastes. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything, everything, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our next reading today comes from the letter that St. Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. Listen for what God may have to say to you through this passage. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty 
or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A few weeks ago, as I began to work on this service and put together all the parts and pieces, I discovered a document on my computer entitled Baccalaureate 2020. I think I had created, I didn't think I had created any documents for this service yet, so I was a little confused. I opened up the file, and all it had written in the Word document was Baccalaureate 2020, and then this word, recalculating. Then my memory started to click, but only vaguely. Upon further investigation, I found the date of the document's creation to be January 30th. No wonder why I had forgotten all about it. But now, in reflection, how apropos the word recalculating. I cannot, for the life of me, remember why that word came to me for this service back in January, but now, this word has taken on a whole new meaning from whatever my original intent was. Because clearly, I had no idea what was coming our way in regards to our world and this worship service in particular. As a congregation, we typically celebrate Baccalaureate Sunday in early June, and as that didn't work out this year, we eagerly anticipated the celebration to be had on August 9th, but once again, life in the midst of a pandemic means that the pandemic will always have the last word. So, recalculation had to occur. But regardless of our setbacks and recalculations, we do know that God continues to be good and faithful. And so we will worship him as we always do and give thanks for the graduates in our midst along the way. So the title of my message today, like I had always intended it to be back in January, is Recalculating. And what a joy it is to celebrate our high school graduates in this very unconventional and unusual baccalaureate worship service. But I think there is no better way to celebrate this day than to come together as a community of faith in this manner, to come together as the body of Christ, and to lift up and to bless these students and their families. All of our lives, every single one of us, have been affected in a variety of ways by our culture shift, and some more than others, but especially the high school seniors who lost out on the last sports season of their career, on their last high school musical, on their last dance recital, on their last band trip, on their last choir concert, on their only senior prom, on their only senior honors nights, on their only high school graduation. Yes, schools and communities have done their best to give these students some semblance of some of the events that I just listed, but who among us still doesn't hurt for these kids as we think about what should have been and what they should have had. One of our grad's moms told me that the last thing that her kid wanted was to be a part of another parade. Again, valiant efforts on the part of many people and organizations to rally around this class, but unfortunately, nothing was going to be able to properly replace what was lost. 
and even now, the hits just keep on coming as the start of their freshman years in college are only a week or two away, and many things are still in doubt. Whether they are staying local or going away to school, these students and their families still have difficult decisions to make as they all remain in this constant state of recalculating. Back in the day, just before smartphones and cars with navigation systems, we had those separate GPS units that we could plug into the cigarette lighters in our vehicles. And I'm not sure if navigation systems really do this anymore, but with those earlier units, if you missed a turn or, or uh, if you missed a turn on your designated route or there was construction or something, and you went in a different direction, the computer-generated voice would say, recalculating. Then the GPS would pull up another route for you and give you your next direction. I remember one time I was using one of these units and for whatever reason, there was a series of turns I either missed or purposely ignored and each time the voice would say, recalculating. Now, I get it's a computer generated voice, but I swear to you, that voice began to have a tone of aggravation and annoyance with me at every simultaneous recalculating. And I don't know about you, but right now, after more than five months of this uncertainty, the voice inside my own head has a tone of aggravation and annoyance with every time my own life is recalculating as I struggle to make plans, whether it's in the confines of my job, my personal life, or my family life. Because oftentimes it feels like we are recalculating on a daily basis. So my dear friends from the class of 2020, as you remain in this constant state of recalculating, let me offer you a bit of encouragement on something you can most definitely look forward to in the future. And I am saying this with all confidence. Imagine yourselves as parents of teenagers, let's say 25 to 30 years from now, and think about some of those things that your parents like to say to you right now. For instance, your parents may have said the following to you. When I was your age, we had to actually walk up to the TV to change the channel. Or, when I was your age, when, and we wanted to talk on the phone to someone, we had to stay in one room because the phone was connected to the wall, and then your parents would pick up the phone in the other room and listen in on your conversations. Or, when I was your age, we actually talked on the phone. Now, for us older folk, we can remember our parents saying the following to us. When I was your age, I had to walk to school uphill both ways in eight feet of snow with no shoes. So class of 2020 and my other teens, just imagine some of the things that you'll get to say to your teenagers. When I was your age, my family had no toilet paper for a whole month. Or... When I was your age, the only restaurant food we could have always had to be carry-out. Or, and this one will be great to use when your kid whines and complains and gets mad at you when you won't let them go out some night and you can come back with this. 
Are you kidding me? When I was your age, I couldn't go out for a whole year. So there you go. A little something for you to look forward to. So someone who knows a little bit about recalculating in life would be our good friend, St. Paul, one of the greatest evangelists for the Church of Jesus Christ. St. Paul is responsible for a good many of the writings that we have in the New Testament, and Paul certainly knew a thing or two about the upheavals of life. Yet his purpose remained steadfast and true, and he knew his identity as a beloved child of God through it all. One of our readings today came from the book of Philippians, which really was a letter that St. Paul wrote to the people at the church in this town called Philippi, encouraging them to continue to keep doing what they were doing as far as being a mission station for Christ, for creating disciples, and for caring for all those who had need. And our passage contains what could arguably be one of the most well-known verses in all of Scripture, and that is, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I'll bet many of you may even say this is one of your favorite verses in all of Scripture, and understandably so. Oftentimes, I see this verse used in social media posts or on t-shirts as an inspiration for those who are trying to achieve something, like being a champion in their sport or earning a degree or trying to achieve some sort of goal. And absolutely, yes. I think turning to Christ as a source of strength and empowerment is always a good thing. But I believe Paul wrote this line as a reminder to himself and to his readers that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength to endure the hardest of times in our life when we are enduring physical or emotional suffering, when life gets flipped upside down and we have to do some recalculating. It's in these spaces that Paul wants to remind us from where our true strength and help comes. You see, like I said before, Paul is no stranger to recalculating. Many of us are most familiar with the part of Paul's story that deals with his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Paul, who had been murdering, literally, Christians all over Palestine simply because they were Christians. So Saul became Paul, no longer a persecutor of Christ, but a disciple and an evangelist. We know that that part of his story really well, and we can see how his life had to be recalculated based on God's call on his life. So now he had a new mission, and that was to teach and to preach the good news of Christ crucified and resurrected to anyone who would listen. And he pursued this mission at all costs. And in the midst of living out God's calling on his life, listen to all that he had to endure. And this comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. He said this, I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly 
on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea. I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I have been cold and naked. Besides everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. Paul's life makes quarantine sound like a beach party, doesn't it? And through it all, recalculation after recalculation, Paul continued to find ways to get back on the right course in his relentless pursuit to share the good news of Jesus. People aren't supposed to survive stonings, my friends. Going to prison once sounds like enough. And I don't know about you, but for me, one good shipwreck would probably be enough for me to recalculate myself onto a new career path. Yet Paul boldly exclaims that he can do all things through Christ who gives him strength. And he was well aware that with each day he spent preaching the gospel, the chances of another imprisonment or beating were always right around the corner. All of our lives have been upended and we have been rerouted. And how great is it to know that Jesus, the ultimate GPS, calmly says to us, recalculating, and puts us back on track. I know a lot of us have suffered in a variety of ways in the past five months, and we continue to suffer. But remember this, in the midst of our recalculating lives, nothing about God's nature or character and the depth of his love for his children will ever change, and you are God's child. Hold on to this truth. Pastor Kelly sent the staff an incredibly beautiful and encouraging letter a couple of weekends ago, and I'd like to share a small portion with you because these words are too good for you to not hear as well. She said something s similar to those in attendance at our worship service a couple of weeks ago, but they are still worth repeating. And this is what she said. Thank you for your faithfulness during these long months. We have and are experiencing hard days in the valleys as a congregation and in our own family lives as well. When the joys, when the joys came and continue to come, they are savored. We have had and will continue to have the challenge and inspiration of following Jesus through this unprecedented time to be church. We are letting go of old habits that no longer work while at the same time reworking, strategizing, practicing, evoking trial and error. We have also experienced those divine intervention, God at work, aha moments when what was thought impossible became possible. We have been and will continue to develop new ways to be followers of the same Jesus Christ we know who calls us to be engaged in his vision and his ministry for us in his mission station on the corner of Hubbard and West Chicago. Recalculating is the name of the game, my friends. So much of what we knew and understood to be true in our way of life and in our culture came to a very abrupt end many months ago. 
And who knows if any of those old ways will ever be able to return. But again, what hasn't changed is God's goodness and faithfulness, his desire to have a relationship with each and every one of us, his promise for everlasting life for those who believe in his son Jesus and his assurance that he will never leave us or forsake us. And for my friends in the class of 2020, it is my hope and prayer that someday, someday, you will be able to say these words to some kid in your life. When I was your age, I learned that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. May it be so. Amen. We are gathered in this space today to give praise and worship to God and to also give thanks to him for the graduates in our midst. So now this is the point where we get to name off each of our high school graduates, where they are graduating from, and where they are headed this fall. Maggie Benton graduated from Salem High School, and she will be attending Michigan State University, where she will study human biology. Braden Fitch graduated from Livonia Franklin. He as well will be attending Michigan State where he is going to be studying marketing. Amanda Gerger, a graduate of Franklin High School, and she will be attending Schoolcraft and then Grand Valley where she will be studying special education. Jarrett Kinville, a graduate of Plymouth High School, attending Michigan State University where he has been accepted into the Broad School of Business, where, we will, where he will study business and finance management. Jack O'Reilly, a graduate of Allen Park High School. He will be attending Grand Valley's Honors College, where we, he will study secondary special education with a focus on emotionally impaired and English language learners. Evelyn Sowerby, a graduate of Livonia Churchill. She will be attending Michigan State University in the fall where she will study psychology. And finally, Peter Warwick, a graduate of Livonia Franklin. He will be attending Schoolcraft in the fall where he will study engineering technology. Graduates of the class of 2020, you are a unique creation, blessed by God and called to grow in love and to share your gifts with others. This community gathers to celebrate your accomplishments, to reflect on who you are for us, and to share our dreams and support for your future. One part of your life's journey is complete. You are beginning another phase that will take you to unimaginable places. As you prepare for your next journey, we hope that you remember the ones you leave behind who have loved and supported you throughout your years. We give you blessings of goodwill and love as you journey forth into the world. We thank you for the laughter and fellowship that you have shared with us and pray that as you begin your next journey, remember the times that we all have shared with you. Use those memories as a beacon to guide you on your path. Don't look back. Continue only forward while using those memories to create a new path. 
We pray that God will give you strength and determination to develop new relationships that will help to strengthen and sustain your faith. Because we are made in the image of God, we have been blessed with free will to make choices and decisions. We pray that you make wise and rational decisions, always turning to God for help. God hears, God listens, God is always with you. Do not forget that. Always keep in mind that God is around, and if you turn to him, he will guide you. Congratulations, graduates of the class of 2020.
Let's sing together, I was there to hear your morning cry. my honor to have the blessing of the graduates. So this is addressed to all of you today. May you be blessed in knowing that your life is God's gift to you. May you be blessed to live it in such a way that your life is a gift to God and to all those around you. May you be blessed with experiencing life in all of its dimensions the green pastures and still waters that bring you peace, as well as the mountains and the valleys that bring you strength, that bring you faith, and grow your hope out of any adversity. May you have the courage of the Apostle Paul to stand up for unity while we live in an ever-growing me-first society. May you stand up for what you believe in knowing that you are never alone. God is sure to walk with you, Jesus, ever at your side. May you believe in yourself as much as your parents, families, friends, teachers, mentors, coaches, and pastors do. 
May you believe in yourself so much so that you now take on the privilege of mentoring others. And may you know that whether your days ahead are perfect or not so perfect, there is a sea of others whose faces you can bring to the forefront of your mind to remind you from where you have come and to keep you facing ahead to the road ahead, looking for God's direction in your life. And now, may the grace of Christ attend you and the love of God surround you, the Holy Spirit keep you, and your I got you fam be your senior high youth group motto that stays with you every day to come. God bless you. May God's blessing rest on each one of you. May God's light shine on you and make your path clear. May hope carry you through the challenging times and gratitude be your response when life is good. May your days be filled with curiosity and adventure and may you discover the incomparable joy of living lives that bring honor and glory to God. Amen. Thank you.